Come on into Losa's Lounge. It's an incredible, safe, fun space where we can talk about everything. From pop culture, celebrity, music, the best music, nostalgic memories from the 90s, wonderful group chats, and the best interviews. I'm telling you, it's all at the lounge. It's a lot of fun. Come on in and get down. Losa's Lounge. Allowing me to hit record. I'm trying to get out of I'm trying to get out of the habit of saying let me or let me. You know, because Lemmy is the cousin of Gimme. And we know what happened to both of them. <laughs> and they're the cousin of um. They teach you in public speaking um trying to refrain from that. Uh. Um yeah, look, look, I just said it right now. Uh, I am the um queen. So. Ooh, the um queen. <laughs> I'm the no king. Like I just realized that I say you know a lot. So like, <laughs> like, oh my god, I hear myself on audio. Yes, like, it drives me crazy. You know, yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> you guys are great. Welcome to Los's Lounge, everybody. The doors are officially open. I want to play my sound effects, but because we had technical difficulties last night, and Harry is not happy about that. Um, neither am I actually, uh, because we had such great discourse. But we're back at the lounge. The doors are officially open. Hey, I am your host, Carlos Reyes otherwise known as Los, um, or, you know, otherwise known as what my mom calls me, S.A. motherfucker. Listen, um, welcome back to the show. I am blessed to have a great uh, panel of co-hosts here, ranging uh, in terms of geography from the NY to the... Doesn't one of you live in New Jersey? No. <laughs> oh, shit. Then I don't know. Maybe I was... Was I high that day I met you? I sure was. Listen... Yeah. Oh, I was I was zooted and booted that day. And then we also have my good friend from the 413. I want to welcome Brandon, Selena, and Pete in the house. Normally, I would play. Right. Yeah, yeah. Give it up for yourselves. I would be playing my little sound effects, but I'm not fucking with technology today. And so this is my guest co-host. These are my guest co-hosts today on today's episode. I want to give a big, big shout out to the first lady of the lounge, Jasmine, and the elder statesman, Dini. Um, who couldn't be here with us this morning. They're probably still sleeping. No, they're not sleeping. I've already spoke with them this morning. Um, it's a Saturday morning. I'm feeling good. Hey, everybody, don't forget that Losa's Lounge is available on many platforms, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Bull, Bullhorn FM, uh, Queer Podcast, Audible, Odyssey, a cast, your mother's podcast, your father's podcast. It's everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that bitch is everywhere. Just Google her, um, and also check us out on um, check me out on um, on YouTube as well. And um, don't forget to follow on Twitter. Don't look at my likes. I love a lot of gay porn. Fabulous. Um, and also on Losa's Lounge underscore podcast on Instagram. All right, we have a multiple um, uh, list of great conversation points and what have you. But I want to start off with uh, just a quick roundtable so everybody can introduce them, themselves. And as always, ladies first. So I'm going to ask Pete to speak. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Selena, take it away. Selena, tell the world who you are. My name is Selena Ballard. I'm from New York City, Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. I am currently an empowerment life coach for women. I'm a mentor. I'm an inspirational speaker, an author, 
and a dope ass woman. That's it. <laughs> that is it. And I'm holding the book right here. Now I know this isn't a video episode, but just so you guys can see. Um, <laughs> hey, with that said, um, is, is this recording automatically? Like the the, the Zoom call? I hope so, but I'm recording no, the audio anyway, to, so we're good. Oh, okay, okay. That's okay. I don't know if I can I still do it now. Is it too late? No, it's not. No. Not. And how does one do that? At the bottom, it should be next to the share screen button. Reactions, apps, whiteboard, more. Record on this computer. Yep. Recording in progress. Okay, I'm doing that just in case sound, we have a backup because we're not repeating yesterday's uh, chaos. And I'm not even going to edit all this because people like to hear, listen, this is a real ass show. Come on now. Next, Selena, thank you so much. Yo, I want to get into that too. And I want you to definitely um, share with us a little bit about the life coaching experience. And we're, we're definitely going to um, dive deep into, come through queen, words of a broken and healed soul. It's a poetry book that Selena has written and it's published and I got it on Amazon. So everyone, please check it out. And I'm excited to talk about that. Up next, we have Brandon. Give it up, Thank Brandon. You. What's going on, man? Tell the world where you're from. I'm Brandon. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, East New York, born, raised, and still reside. Um, I know that's that's pitiful, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Y'all both hitting me from Brooklyn, but can I pay your mom? I love it. No, no, no. Look, 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 look. Ew. Ew. It's right there. <laughs> got the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm with y'all. I have a background in social work. I have a career background in criminal justice, real estate. Um, I dibble and dabbled in interior decorating. And I'm a jack of all trades. Right now, I'm on the path of motivating people to love themselves and uh, take self-accountability. Loving yourself starts with self-accountability. So I'm yeah, pushing yeah, that yeah. effort for everybody right now. You know, thank you for saying that because that was one of the titles for last night's episode, Accountability. We talked a lot about that last night. And and I, I'm going to, um, I, I should probably be writing this down because I have the memory of shit. I could tell you what I did 10 years ago. Look, I'm already going off on a tangent. Anyways, so put a pin on that, accountability, because I want to bring that up. Um, damn it, Harry. I wish you was here. All right. And next up, we have Pete the Meat. Serving sausage. Ow. I don't know. I just I'm busting his balls. Look, he's my friend. I can do that. Go ahead, Pete. Tell the world who you are and your greatness, man. I love you. Thank you for being here. Merci beaucoup. So I am Pete Cruz. I am um I'm a therapeutic mentor. Um I, I've done some life coaching as well. Um currently I'm studying to get my clinical license in addiction counseling and doing a lot of other things in the community as well. But uh most dominantly, I'm known for my background in martial arts and combative sports and whatnot. So I'm also a jack of all trades and master of none. And and he's really mean as a trainer. I did six sessions. I didn't go back. <laughs> well, I had the video to prove it, too. I was focused. Yo, I never realized how weak I was. And when I couldn't even do 20 no. push-ups. No. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You can't say the word can't. Otherwise, you do 300 jumping jacks. As I found out, and you say, oh, that shit is easy. No, it hurts. And he yells at you in front of everyone. I walked out of there some days with tears. 
I was like, I don't know if this friendship's gonna last. I'm just gonna have to go to fucking Planet Fitness. They really and don't this judge. Is what triggered today's subject of anxiety, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, <laughs> and this is why, ladies and gentlemen, I have mental health issues. It's because of P. <laughs> well, it's, it's a constellation. I, I do too, so it's all right. Listen, it's all good. A person, so. Listen, and I'm just I'm busting his balls, but he's great at what he does, and that's that was just. But honestly, he pushed the shit out of me, and and I listen. I'll never go back though. Meanie. <laughs> no, you know what it was? And you said it too. I do too much cardio running around first and then I get tired and I'm not focused on upper body. And, and that's really what my thing is. That's a whole nother episode. All right, let's get into it. And one, we're going to start here. Um, everybody, Charlemagne the God always says on the Breakfast Club, or used to say, I stopped asking people, how are they doing? Because we always say, I'm okay. I'm doing good. It's so blah. How did you sleep last night? Ladies first, Selena, go. I was miserable, honestly. Ooh. I was miserable. But um, I'm here, so. Word. That's, that's it. Word. Here. What about you, gentlemen? Uh, I slept pretty well. You know, I try to go to sleep with a positive mind and positive spirit so that same, that negative energy from the day before doesn't follow you to the next day. So I try to be consistent with that. I've been um, dibbling, dabbling, and journaling now. So before I go to sleep, I like to journal and get my thoughts out from the day. It actually helps. And we're going to expand on that. So wait, let me write this down. Hold on. Accountability. Nope. Because if I don't do it. And <laughs> journaling. You always set an alarm for yourself. <clears throat> That's true, too. But I'm are you talking about me, like with the notes? Uh-huh. Uh, no, but I'm just like making like little notes just to kind of like. You're right, no, though. I do you do. Hold th- yourself accountable when it comes to journaling. Oh, 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 oh. Long for yourself. Listen, journaling. We're gonna expand on that in one moment because I'm gonna show you in a few what the situation. There's a there's a lituation situation to my left on the bookshelf. Oh lord. <laughs> Pete, how'd you sleep last night, man? Um, I'm still not fully awake. No, I uh, went to sleep late. You know, I was out with some uh, with my cousins and catching up with some old friends and uh. I get up early every single morning to make sure my mother is situated because, you know, I, my mother's a fairly elderly woman. She's blind. So I'm up early in the day, starting my day, making sure she's good before I do anything. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, wait a minute. You cannot minimize when you are recording Zoom. Oh, I can't minimize. And mom um, said, God bless you. Oh, let me see. Oh, mommy. Yay. Love her. All right. So listen. Um. Let's get right into it. There's one thing that you all said in common about life coaching and just motivating and trying to motivate ourselves and keeping motivating and just positive. So let's start right there. Um, you know, what what breaks you? Is there something that breaks you even in all that? And if so, what do you what how do you guys manage to get out of like, you know, a mental dupe? Maybe you woke up feeling like shit. We all go through that. We're all human, right? But we always, they always say, check on your strong friends, because those are the ones that are going to need it the most, too. So strong friends, how do you, how do you stay strong? What gets you through? God. Well, I'm an empath, so I take on everybody else's emotion. And it was a no-brainer for me to go to school for psych. And so um, I noticed that when I take on people's emotions, even working in the mental health field, excuse me. Um, how overwhelming it would be for me. And so 
I think that was one of the things that would break me is because <clears throat> I, I know that my purpose here is to help and serve. And when someone else is not okay and they're experiencing pain, in that moment, I'm like, I just want to take their pain away. So sometimes those are one of the things that will break me because I'm like, how can I help them fix it? Like I know the coping strategies that I, you know, may give them or just some advice or just comfort you know sometimes it may not be enough because even though it may work five minutes you know five minutes ago it may work five minutes ago in this moment it may not so when i need to recharge just kind of take a break from social media even though still we are but i take a minute from social media um i turn off everything like right now everything is off um, and I like to sit in silence because it allows me to check in with myself. It allows me to analyze what I'm feeling. <clears throat> and I allow myself to go through the emotions. Like if mm. I allow myself to cry, I allow myself to be angry, I allow myself to curse, I, I just allow myself to feel. Because at one point, once upon a time, that wasn't a thing. I didn't give a shit. But now that I give a shit, I allow myself to feel what I need to. So once I do that, I'm like, all right, I can't stay here. I can't stay here because the longer I stay here, the more consumed in what I'm feeling. So, and then I just breathe and I do things I enjoy. That's kind of what helps me. <clears throat> Word. To keep it short. <laughs> no, it short. I, no, I like that. That That's honest. That's real. That's Is an it? emotional and mental decompression. Yeah. That's what that is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's beautiful. I, I, I really commend you. You know, not a lot of people like to take on other people's emotions and they don't know what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. You know, so for you to want to take everybody's load and put it on you, that means that you're strong. You're strong. Thank you. That's your commitments. But thank you. Yeah. What about you, John? Um, uh, I would say, you know, I've learned not to break. You know, um, I know it sounds crazy to say that, but I, I'm a strong believer on the universe and that whatever happens in life is for a reason and that our story is already written. We just haven't read the pages. So Ooh. everything we're going through now makes us in the future. There's a reason why we're on this path. There's a reason why we're going through everything. I look at everything as like a test. It's testing you to see how far you have grown. Are you going to let these little things hurt you? Are you going to let these little things get in the way of, of any opportunities and anger you? Um, I look at everybody that comes into my life as a teacher. All of you guys are my teachers right now. Mm. I'm going to learn something from you by the end of this, you know, podcast. I'm going to continue to learn things after the podcast from you. And I'm your teacher. You're going to continue to learn things from me. You know, we're all placed in each other's lives to learn things from each other. So I don't really let things break me. I look at them and think about what was the lesson that I was supposed to learn. You know, it's, I don't give myself the uh, the time to um make a pity story for myself you know it's what are you doing what are you doing what was this meant to teach you don't sit up there and cry about it and then do the same thing again because you're going to end up in the same situation again so it's more about what can i learn from this how is it going to impact my life in the future and how can i impact somebody else's life from what i've learned because we go through things so that we can help other people as well and that's one of the biggest things i have uh, conversations with my friends and family about I go through it, so you don't have to. So I don't know if that uh, helped answer some of your questions. 
<laughs> Pete, what's the word? Nice, nice. Um, I think with me, I have learned to be unbreakable by allowing myself to break over and over. Um, you know, it's it's taken me many years to, <clears throat> to understand how to refocus and <clears throat> utilize the right coping mechanism for the right moment and the right time. You know, um, my way of decompression during a stressful moment might be I might go for a long walk or I might go out into nature and meditate. <clears throat> I'm big on on praying, I'm big on, you know, having that conversation with God. Like, you know, I, I pull up to the river and it's like, what's up, God? How are you doing today? How are you feeling today? You know, sometimes you got to ask the question going out to get the answer coming in. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just understanding that and, and, and like Brandon said, just accepting what the universe is going to put forward in front. <clears throat> if, you don't, if you don't allow yourself to get broken down over and over and over again, you're never going to be able to remodel the new you in every cycle and every season. You know what I mean? Correct. You got to be, a, gotta yeah. be that good bending, you know, you got to season it just right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, can I add something else in? I always tell people yeah. too. You write your own story. You don't let anybody hold your pen. Uh-huh. That means mm. you tell your truth. You don't get anybody. You don't allow an opportunity to tell your truth for you. You control this pen. The minute that you let go of it, everything shines. I agree. I love that. You control the pen. And right now, I'm not controlling anything because Zoom was about to control us the fuck out. So I'm going to take a break here on the audio wise. We're going to take a quick break and figure out technicalities. We're going to put a pause on the actual recording so that we don't lose anything on the audio part. And then we'll be back. Bam, we are back. We have fixed all of our, we have situated all of our situations. Um, <laughs> all of my situations, technically speaking. All right, so thank you so much, audience, for being patient with us. Hey, don't forget, Los's Lounge is available on many platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to platform platforms, podcasts, or and or music, or check us out on YouTube. Uh, I don't have every episode on YouTube, but there are some ep- uh, episodes. One with Reese, recording artist, celebrating her 20th anniversary for, of her baby release. How I do. She's one of my favorite artists of all time. And she's been at the lounge three times, honey. So look, shout out to my Madonna ain't doing that for me. Janet ain't called me. Beyonce ain't showed up. But I want to thank Jennifer Lewis. Who <laughs> yes. we're gonna okay. Um what was I gonna say? And so uh there's other great content on the YouTube channel. There's hysterical shorts that I create because I just have a immature mind at times. I'm 40 going on 12. And also uh, other creative endeavors that I have in public speaking engagements. I mean, we've got everything from the Wu-Tang Clan to me advocating for adult day health programs. It's a little bit of everything for everybody. All right, let's get back to the conversation. And so we were talking about something. Someone bring me back. So Brandon <clears throat> finished off with saying, don't give anybody else your pen. You gotta write your own story. And you snapped and then Damn it, man. And that was some jewels right there, man. Right. Tell your own truth. Listen, nobody can hold your own truth against you once you spoke it. Once it's out there and it came from your mouth, can't nobody hold it against you. Can't nobody break you. I've already spoken it. Can you imagine 
if you listen to every single thing a person said to you, like, if I listen to every single thing a person said to me, if I allow them to write my story, I don't think I'll be here right now. I don't think I'll be here right now. Like, well, I've, I've had those experiences and I just was like, you know what, fuck y'all at, at the end of the day. But, yeah. So I definitely agree with you, Brandon, 100%. See, when you say that, though, like, for me, how I agree with you to that, but I, like, for me individually, I'm like, man, if I would have listened to, see, I'm just thinking like this. The first thing that went through my mind was, yeah, she right, but if I would have listened to certain things that maybe my parents would have advised on, like, the right things, you know, I wonder how things would have been flowed if you would have just listened. In the name of Beyonce, listen. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but I get what you're saying, but yes, yeah. But you know what that opens the question to? Do you have any regrets? Right, because you say if you would have listened, would things have been differently? So now that ushers in a question, do you have any regrets? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Next question: <laughs> Do we have regrets? Like you, you said earlier, we go through things for a reason, Absolutely. right? So, being that I'm, I'm a person that I've never, I've always felt like I've had to prove myself, not because you know, because I just felt like I'm gonna show you. I'm going to show you better than I can tell you mm. because you keep counting me out. I've always, for me, I've always been the, the underdog. So I've had a teacher taking a state while I was taking a state test laugh while she watched me struggle. And here it is now. I got my whole bachelor's degree, bitch. Like, <laughs> tell now, bitch. So, um, you know, sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. sometimes the lights be on and nobody can be there. But that's okay, man. You work in a mental health field, it's kind of a little normal. It's a little normal. You know, it happens. But, yeah, I don't have no regrets. Like, I'm, I'm glad things worked out the way they did because if it didn't, it, there's no telling if I would be here right now doing what I do and doing the things that I love. And touching on something you said, Carlos, talking about the parents guiding you in the right way. I honestly used my parents as a blueprint because I saw things that I didn't want for my own life. Mm. You know, like mm. I was like, mm. even at a young age, it was just some shit didn't, it didn't sit well with me. So I was like, mm. yeah. I don't want that for me. I want yeah. better. And I'm gonna get it. Yeah. One way or another. I mean, I guess I, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like my parents have been together for so long. It's disgusting that they're still in love. Um, <laughs> get a room, you bastards! And then they yell back, "It's our house! <laughs> get out!" <laughs> no, um, no, but seriously. So, like, I don't know. There are, they do have their flaws. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, Thank God I came from like, you know, I'm lucky, I guess, from having a house with two parents that didn't um, split and stuff like that. I know that's not, or that weren't like drug addicts and alcoholics, you know, and stuff like that. I know that's not everybody's story. So um, I always tell Harry this too, like even Harry, like Harry uh, has this crazy, I don't know why we're veering off, but I'm going to get back to the regret thing. Um, Harry, I always tell him like, man, like I see the way you and your pops interact and all that stuff. Like... I've always had my pops, but we don't have like that relationship. Like, you know, like you guys go out and do things and like you have so much in common. I sit back and listen to hip hop and I'm like, oh, you know, not my father. <laughs> Anyways, going back to regrets. Um, yeah, man, I, I've, I've got a couple, got a couple. And I think I'd be a liar if I, yeah, I got a couple, but it's like, it's kind of borderline. I wish it's between that regret 
regret and I wish I didn't. You know what I mean? It's that. It's but I mean, got a couple. Got a couple. Still working them out. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm being fussy. I'm being funny now. But yeah, I got a couple. We as humans have to look at our regrets sometimes and just say thank you. Thank you for allowing me to go through that so I know not to do it again. Right. You know, and that's yeah, how yeah. I look at it. I don't have any regrets, you know, because it showed me what not to do as I go forward. If we have a life where we didn't regret anything, then it's going to be a fucked up life. You know, I'm um, have had anything that, anything that caused any regrets, you know, it teaches us. They're all lessons. So I just say thank you to those opportunities and thank mm. you to, you know, even the bad things that may have happened out of it. Thank you mm. so I know not to do this and show somebody else not to do it. Word. Word. Developing character and resilience along the way. Yeah. Correct. I think that um, at times what, what happens with people when they live with regret is not learning to one accept who you are. If you accept who you are first, then you learn to forgive. Once you learn to forgive, you learn to let go. Once you let go, now that you're transitioning to your next phase of your life and being, you gotta go through that cycle over and over again just to get to the next new you. You know what I mean? It's like, for example, you went and got your bachelor's, let that bitch know, right? But now, you're fine. <laughs> And as you apply it, you're into the next stage of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you accepted who you are, not where you were or what you were in. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, and just go to that and... Uh, that's how you become the next new you absolutely and going back to kind of bring this a little full circle with accountability uh holding ourselves accountable you know for our own actions the words that we put out there the responsibility behind those words the connotation (laughs) Uh, we get so caught up in doing this that tone gets lost and what have you but let's just go circle let's come back a little bit to accountability we mentioned that earlier in the episode so we were talking about this last night my co-host Dini and i and we were talking about uh the alex jones trial and sandy hook but then even bringing it into Kanye's isms because he says a lot of things that even though it's just like, it is still kind of thought provoking because it gets conversation going to going to what Grand Norton, who is a British late night TV host, uh, like a Jay Leno, like a Letterman since the nineties out in the UK, who pretty much said what black and brown and Hispanic people have been saying this whole time. It's not cancer culture. It should be called accountability culture. So apparently there must there's this he's all over the news for saying that like he just won a Nobel Peace Prize like no bitch sit down, um, account <laughs> really no it's all over the news I'm like what did he say and then when I saw it I was like we've been saying when this shit for years you motherfucker I know when a white person says it I'll say it it's my show um uh, listen. Yeah. If this, if this side were, if this side would have been as dark as this side, I wouldn't get the same reaction. 
Listen. Well, you know, and to give some context, he was he was uh, referencing, he was commenting on J.K. Rowling and uh, trans comments that she made and what have you. But that's a whole different episode, a whole different tomorrow. Um, accountability for for what we do and say, and you got to be careful for what you say because look, Alex Jones just found out almost a billion dollars. Does he have a billion dollars? Who pays that? A billion dollars? Damn. Good. And here's why. And let me tell you, at first I said, damn, that's a that's a lot. But um, it is not to take away from the Sandy Hook parents, the victims, the situation. But what validated it for me um, was him going on his show the next day or or two days afterwards and, and just dis bashing the verdict and saying he's not paying nothing. He's going to continue to say. So basically you didn't learn a lesson. So you sat 10 feet in front of many parents, including grown men, just like you, if not your age and older or what have you, regardless of what, who lost their children, who had to relive all this, who were breaking down to you. And you telling me as a human being, you can't, as a man, as a man, as a human, you don't have empathy for that. That didn't touch your heart. That didn't make you think. Bro, good luck to you. A billion. Honey, somebody sue me for a billion. I am starting three OnlyFans accounts. Two porn hubs. And I'm sucking dick on the corner. And that's just for lunch money. A billion? an assistant because we can, we can dip that much. Look, <laughs> I'll be working every pole in the city in my pond t-shirts and my Sade sweater. A billion. All right, what are your thoughts on that and accountability, everybody? Go ahead. So on my journey, um, I think we'll probably touch on that later when we start talking about anxiety, but... Words of a broken journey. and healed soul, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, plug, 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 available on Amazon or or... Thank you. I didn't know where else. I'm like, please jump in in my head. <laughs> Go ahead, Queen. Take it away. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, mommy. I think on my journey, right, when I, before I became a life coach, I was just mentoring and I just created a space for other women to be able to use their voice. And I noticed I was around 24, 25 when my journey started. And so I couldn't sit here and tell women to be their authentic self and live in their truth when there was a certain part of me that I was masking. And I, what I mean by that is, you know, like, I cursed like a sailor, okay? My mouth is filthy. And there would be people who I would, like, do, you know, lives with and stuff, and they would curse, and I'm like, no, don't do that. This is not that kind of platform, you know? But after a while, when I would get a home with me, you curse, your mouth is disgusting, you're disrespectful. Um, so... And there were a lot of other things. So I really just had to check myself because I can't sit here and tell somebody, hey, do this, do that, you know, and then I'm not doing it myself. That I would make you look like a hypocrite. No, I'm, that's not my style. So I really had to check myself. And being in therapy also has helped me with that. But before therapy, but even still, just seeing my upbringing and just seeing how the adults interacted and, you know, a lot of the adults in my family, they accountability is not really a thing that they live by so it was just like no, i can't live like this you know i i gotta respect myself enough to be like 
listen, Celine, you got to get your shit together. You know, that was fucked up, handle it. And so whenever the opportunity presents itself and I know that there's something I need to fix, I'll make sure I'll fix it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable, but it's okay. It's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a process, isn't it? It definitely is a process. Life is a process. You got that little voice like, well, let me tell you why this motherfucker was wrong, you know? But in reality, you really got to say, well, what was my part in it? Where did I fuck up at? How can I have addressed the situation differently? Or, you know, things things of that nature, so. Hindsight. Hindsight. Bigger picture. Uh, we don't see shit when we, be, well, maybe we are when you're aware. If you are aware, you mentioned sitting still like earlier. I Before you guys answer on that or piggyback on that, you mentioned sitting still earlier. And I just, I think um, you said you like sitting in stillness and quiet because it reminds me of, of Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth. And he talks about that being in stillness and stillness, everything comes in stillness. Everything comes awareness starts to present in the body and what have you. So I think that's really important. Gentlemen, how do you feel about that? What she just said, and, and just to kind of give your own interpret uh, perspective. It actually made me think about this question and I don't think I've ever asked it to anybody, not even myself. Um, like Selena was saying, you hold yourself accountable. Right. We, we, we should. We always should hold ourselves accountable to a certain degree. Um, but how do you feel when others hold you accountable? Right. Because you'll hear people say, I know how to do it. I can do it myself. I can hold myself accountable. But when you hear somebody hold them accountable, it's World War Ten. You know, it's a problem now. So how do you feel when somebody else holds you accountable? That's when for me because this is something that me and my partner have gone through, or just in general, um, again, it's uncomfortable. It's still uncomfortable, right? Because the idea is like, damn, like, but you fucked up. But again, you have to really look at where you fucked up to or your part. So I think for me, it's more so like, okay, well, let me come down. Let me just kind of the bigger picture instead of just having a full mind and just be mindful that's you know the bigger picture looking at everything as a whole and not just picking parts so it's just like yeah that's it <laughs> just being mindful and looking at the bigger picture trying to figure out well okay well this did happen i said this i know it was wrong i don't really want to admit it it's uncomfortable but i'm a grown-ass woman i gotta handle my business so correct what comes with accountability is the big important thing is understand, right? Because passion, yeah. We can hold ourselves accountable and a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure they go through this, everybody goes through this sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well we'll hold ourselves accountable and only see our view. Damn. Right? That's just that's just that. So when somebody else comes at us, we don't understand what they're talking about. Yeah. So in order to be accountable uh, accountable as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, as within your soul, mind, body, spirit. You have to be able to understand everything, everything that goes on around you, everything that somebody is saying, and not just listen, but hear. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, I think that self accountability doesn't happen until you have others that hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you can go if you lived in this world all by yourself and you were doing something your way. You don't have anybody else around you. You've got no other energies or entities around you. That's what you're going to do. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. But, but, 
the moment you come into contact with another energy, another person, that's where accountability starts to come in because you can't have it without a, a reciprocated energy. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I'll give you maybe more of a detail. My my parents are from New York. And you know in New York, there's a certain way everyone speaks. There's mannerisms, energy, everything, everything, everything. And everybody's allowed it. Now you got Puerto Ricans from the Bronx. So that energy is totally, you know what I mean? <coughs> Excuse me. So now <coughs> I learned my parents' language growing up in that toxic family dynamic where when they get along, they're talking loud. When they're arguing, they're talking loud. The energy, the language stays the same. <coughs> so now I'm in Massachusetts where if you're from the metro and you come out into this area, you can see a difference in the mannerism. You can see a difference in how they speak and all that. So I'd be out here, everybody like, are you from New York? Even though I was living out here, born out here. You understand what I'm saying? So when I was younger, I'd get into a lot of fights and I couldn't understand why. And they're like, oh, you got an attitude. Oh, you're the, I'm sitting like, in my brain, I'm being a kid like, but I didn't, I don't understand. Like I didn't do anything for this person to come at me because that's how we process. Now, as time goes on, if I don't encounter those experiences of life's accountability towards me, now I start to reflect and that's the start of self accountability. It's a two part portion that goes into it. So no matter what, we're always going to have, we'll say self-accountability, we'll say accountability for others or from others, but there's only one energy of accountability. Because accountability itself is just the action. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think it's accepting the reciprocated energies that come with us. And if we're gonna if we choose to accept it, it's either gonna be like-minded that wants to grow or something that has elevated to a certain element that's gonna hold you accountable. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If, if it's flat, forget it. Now, now, if you go through those experiences enough, now you get to sit back and, as I like to tell people, in a world of chaos, stand still, let the chaos take care of itself. Mm-hmm. So you find center peace and center balance. You understand what I mean? But that's my undiagnosed ADHD speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's Pete Cruz, and he's over an hour, everybody. No, I, I think I, I echo everything that everyone says and ditto, ditto to the motherfucking ditto and Dido, who is a great UK singer as well. Um, I hate you so much. I want to move on, everybody, to a common goal. Who is mute? I want to move on to a commonality that we all have, and that's called poetry, le poems, poems. Dear King, you are beautiful from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, to the smell of your cologne that's just oh so sweet, down to the way the sun beams off of your skin. Dear King, we simply admire you from the strength you carry, the passion you possess, your Hershey, vanilla, caramelized skin, your butterscotch eyes to the Mr. Fix-It hands. Dear King, have no fear. It is okay to shed a tear. You are flesh and God has given you the emotion that were given to the opposite sex. So use them as you please. Dear King, I vow you to... 
<clears throat> I vow you. I'm sorry. I vow to you on behalf of other. It's probably because I was like this the whole time. Like somebody had me like in the Heimlich. Um, <laughs> we call that your sexy post. <laughs> right. I'm getting. I'm honey. I'm serving pits. Yes, pits. It's like a deodorant commercial. Dear King, I vow to you on behalf of other queens that we will stand by your side to cry with you, to pray with you, to pray for you, to uplift and encourage you. Dear King, rise up and stand tall. Rise up and conquer all. For us queens have your back when you fall. Sincerely, a black queen. Mm. And that's called Ode to Black Men, which is, which is one of the great poems on Words of a Broken and Healed Soul. It's a narrative poetry book written by Selena herself. Selena, how do you say your last name? Bullard. Bullard, okay. I, I, I had, I don't know, like I was struggling with that for some reason because... Well, Reese's last name is Ballard, and I kept messing between. Uh, anyways, whatever. It's the easiest thing to pronounce, but um, please go check out the poetry book on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. Let's talk about it because um, poetry is so important to all of us. Expression, right? Communication. And so, um, when did you publish this book? Twenty twenty, May twenty twenty. Ooh, now did that come from May twenty twenty? Hmm? May twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. And this is your first book? Yes, my very first. So what what made you? What made you say I'm doing it? Okay. So a little a little facts I'm gonna try to make it quick. But um during that time I was in the hospital. I had found out that I have something called intracranial hypertension. I cut it really short because it's long as hell. And um I was just like in a vulnerable state, I guess. The fact that I can go blind or deaf because our head is like empty. So I love music. So the fact that that was an option to be taken from me was like kind of crazy to me. Right. Um, so when I was there, oh. I went to, I don't know if we should say the names of the hospital. I don't want you to have issues. So somewhere in Brooklyn. <laughs> and this lady, which is actually in the book, in the po one of the poems too, was barking at her child yeah and um i just started writing it down but i had to clean it up just in case she came across it right <laughs> and then a whole bunch of other stuff just started to pile on and so yeah. i was like you know what i haven't and so prior to that i stopped writing poetry a long time ago okay i think the oldest poem in my book there's two of them that i wrote years ago it's lord i need thee and until it was too late, those are the oldest poems in the book, if I'm not mistaken. And so I was in elementary school and I used to write a lot. And I had my principal tell me, I wrote a poem called Strong Black Women. Mm. And I talked about how black women are abused physically. You know, I use certain words, manhandled and stuff like that. And so she was, I was in fourth grade and she was like, do you know what this means? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So I explained it to her in a cleaner way. And she kind of shunned me. And it kind of was like, mm, I don't think I'm gonna write poetry anymore. Until this moment, it just stuff started coming to me, stuff that I was feeling, stuff that I was bottling up. And I think I was becoming more aware of my situation because I was in the healing stage. Like yeah. versus 2016, it was still very, a lot of work to do, but I'm more mindful now. 
Yeah, so I just wanted to share that with others. I wanted to share, like, one of the things I told God with this journey, I don't mind using myself as an example, which would explain why I go through hell, but <laughs> I go through it to help others, like Brandon said earlier. So that's kind of how everything started. I like it. And, and I wasn't really short, but... No, that's fine. But I was going to um, add to it. what I also love about your book, too, is at the end, because I think this is great for everybody. First of all, you have you do list resources for anyone who is feeling who is going through substance and abuse and mental health services um, or national. And then there's their national suicide. Well, actually, let me slow down a little bit for anyone who is dealing who is dealing with substance abuse and mental health services uh, or mental health uh, situations. One eight hundred six six two five seven here in the united states or you can um you know i pray that no one's listening is going through this right now but i mean i've been yeah. down this road before too personally speaking the national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 i like that but what i was going to say is you have a cell you have exercises so you have several pages for exercises affirmations and just kind of talking about journaling and and what have you and i like that you say before you read my bio um, you you kind of throw roses to the to the reader. Um, I can't remember what you say exactly because my eye is itching right now. Um, <laughs> I'm like bad timing, bot body. Before you read my bio, I want you to know that you are loved, you are valued, you are resilient, you matter, you are more than enough. That's dope. I think that's really dope. I, I, it's great because it's like you give a little bit about yourself and then you open the 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 the. the the floor for that person to do a little bit of themselves. And hopefully that's what they do. Before we move on to you, gentlemen, I want you to um, express yourselves in this um, particular category. We're going to take a quick, quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to pick up right where the fuck we left off. Everybody here at the lounge. Thank you so much. All right, we're back, and um, uh, gentlemen, poetry, poetry, poetry. Brandon, ew, ew. Uh, poetry is free. Oh, not with the ex. Wait, hold up. There's a situation there. Hold up. <laughs> that answer alone was poetic. Honey, who hurt you? Oh, nah. I I'm kidding. Nah, speak on it, King. Go ahead all of everything that selena was saying and it just had me recapping on when i first realized my love for poetry which was in the sixth grade at 11 years old you know um that's when we were introduced to haikus and yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I remember the first poetry i ever wrote it was called uh who is she <laughs> and uh it, it's it's pretty comedic hold on I'll, I'll tell you what it says i said who is she one two three a girl on the street who wants to go to school and eat some meat. Not that type of meat, but food. Now, <laughs> not only does she want to go to school and eat some meat, she got a baby named Keith who has no covers and sheets. Before she had the baby, Bars. she Right, I'm like, wait. Now she's all grown up and has a lot of meat to feed herself and her baby boy named Keith. And they live in New York City. So that was one of the first poems I've ever written in 11, um, when I was 11 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost thought of beatboxing. Right? Yeah, I felt like he was kind of, you had a nice flow there, bro. Like, yeah, um, nice cadence. I, I wrote it in my sixth grade teacher, her, her name was Miss Hope. 
you know, and she had this poetry month that they were doing for the school, and I wrote it just like that, and that's when I realized I could write poetry really, really, really fast, um, and it's something I've always had as a um, hidden talent. I remember my mother, when we, uh, she would always show us her, the photo album of the family and everybody and all of us growing up, mm. and at the very age of the photo album was this poem that she had written, written herself, and she had laminated and taped it and had a rose attached to it, so I would always you know, think back to that moment and think about, wow, I got my poetry from her. Mm-hmm. You know, I got that hidden talent from her. Um, I really enjoy doing it. Um, whenever somebody asks me to write or participate in something with that has to deal with poetry, it's just so freeing. I love to do it. I like to take the readers on a journey. You know, I like for you to see what I'm saying. I like for you to feel what I'm saying. Um, even in college, um, when it was, when it came to writing papers, my professors would always say, you're such a passionate writer. You know, you could be talking about cells, you know, we're talking about science, cells, and it's just so passionate. And I like for that to translate through my poetry. I want you to feel it. I want you to think that I'm sitting right in front of you and you feel what I wrote. I also like to write from a standpoint of someone else. A lot of people like to think, well, is that about you? No, it's about everyone that I've experienced and encountered in my life. I'm right. I love that. I love that. Pete the me. What you got, Pete? You you know what, Pete? I'm sorry. You can blame Pete Davidson for that. The Pete the me thing. (laughs) Now every Pete has to live up to Pete Davidson's reputation. And I read about you in the bathroom stall at Dewey's, Pete. I read about you. It's carved in the bathroom stall right there. Oh, man. It's not tied all the way back to the fat cat, man. Oh, you, <laughs> damn. Do you remember that, fat cats? Jesus. All right, Pete, go for it, brother. Oh, man. Oh, man. Poetry to me is a savior. Um, I know that uh, I remember writing my first poem my second year in second grade. Um, and I remember my first two poems I did. <clears throat> I don't remember which one I did first, but I wrote a poem about the spring and a poem about afters. And um, I remember uh, I was seeing my guidance counselor and he read it and he goes, you wrote this. I'm like, yeah. He's like, this is good. I hope you keep doing this. And I never, I wasn't consistent. I would have moments where I would write, 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 write and throw everything away right 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 like i would always go in spurts sometimes i would go like maybe two three years i wouldn't write anything and then i would just start writing 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 it would just come to me come to me come to me and um but i never shared it with any and then um once we got hit with the pandemic that's when i really started writing all the time to the point where i would write anywhere from three to twelve poems in a day and um i just wish i could remember everything i wrote <laughs> if i could do that That'd be pretty cool, but um, yeah, it just—it's it, just an escape. That's what it is. It's an escape. It's a, it's a—it's a tool. It's a—it's a way for me to share like years of different experiences in a brief moment of time. Yeah, and anybody who's interested in seeing Pete express himself. Um, uh, I have a recording of him on an open mic night that we go to at Dewey's. I, I mean, I haven't been there in months, so let me stop fronting. But, um, <laughs> you know, you haven't been there when the staff says, dude, you don't even come in to have a drink anymore. <laughs> I'm like, wait. 
Um, it's true. I'm always home, but you can see Pete do his thing um, on my YouTube channel at Los Lounge. Um, and um, yeah, he's passionate, man. And don't let him get started talking about um, certain topics. I won't say which topics. Um, you have to go see. But he's very passionate. Um, yeah, you give me a topic and I don't care. I'm gonna go. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna say your daughter. Like just when, like when you think about your daughter and stuff like that, you you really you really go in on your poetry. So not that you don't any other time. Um, for me, poetry and I've oh, you know what? I'll say this. When I always loved, I always loved poetry in school, high school, but beyond that, it was Jill Scott's first album that really made me pay attention and say oh shit i'm dope at this and it was the poetry and the interludes it was um the way she expressed herself it was the live album but that first album even before the live album so i started writing so i'm 18 19. cut to the first open mic night at dewey's i videotaped it i uploaded it and i posted it on twitter Yep. And I tagged her and I put, because I was saying to the crowd, you know, this is great. And I, I was saying what I'm telling you, what I just told you. The same story I just told you about Jill is what I shared. And <laughs> she fucking replied. She heard it and she replied, it's okay, baby. Even if nobody was listening, I heard you. Like, because they were, everybody in the background was just talking. Nobody's really paying attention, right? Uh, but she read it and she acknowledged it and she replied to it. And that shit yeah listen first of all the fact that joe scott even <laughs> took the time but the fact that she, like, that's big full circle like i just like she knows i think you should recite it i think so too i would like to hear it Peer pressure go what my first poem oh come on <laughs> oh i don't have all that no nah, ain't nobody got time for all that um I, look i'm talking about the one that jill put out Oh no, um, I, I I couldn't even tell you that, so I don't know the shit off the top of my head. Which is my goal is to start memorizing for spoken word. Um, but with that said, poetry has always been a thing. Um, I was gonna get up, you know what? I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna talk louder while I'm walking away. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna read anything. Don't get too excited. Oh my gosh. Oh. No no no. I don't know. I just want to show you it's real. Like, it's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. I'm just tossing it. It's real. These are old, old. So we've got things from 2002. Uh, no, I'm, I, I shit you not. I, I'm looking at it right now. 42819. Here we go. First one I see. Oh, not this. It's called He Got That Good. Hey, all right, let's go. I think I need some more tea in my cup. I ain't reading this. Hell no. <laughs> I'm, I'm hot and bothered by the fifth line. I might have to hang up on you guys and find out who made me wrote this. He would have to read it off there. Right? No, I really don't want to read. I'm, I'm, I'm not in that space right now. Um. But what I do want to say is that, like you guys, we are so passionate about expressing ourselves, and 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 poetry is so important. Um, so I really respect you for being able to publish a book because it's something that for the last several years I've been talking, but I haven't really invested the time or the efforts to do it. So that's why when we go to open mics and we do all that, like it just 
Honestly, it fulfills a need in me to get it out. To get it out. And I, you know, I don't know. Whoever listens, listens and takes it serious doesn't, but it doesn't even matter because like I, I said it and it's done and it feels so fucking good. All right. So I need everybody to go check out Words of a Broken and Healed Soul by Selena Bullard. Bullard, sorry. Um, see, that's what I was saying. I keep thinking of Sandra Bullock too. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, man. It's just, you know what? Go get the damn book. Look on my Instagram. You'll see the cover. Help support. And please leave a fucking review. Thank you. By the way, you had a lot of reviews there, sister friend. People, people felt it. People felt it. All right. Um, let's move on to something light and I don't want to take up too much time of everybody's beautiful Saturday morning, but let's, um, kind of start to like, I guess not wrap it up. I don't want to wrap it up, but start to wind down. I'm going to be real with you. Production, production, time, time. Um, but listen, uh, let's get into some lighter stuff. So everybody don't think too long. I'm going to give you two options and you just go say it. Michael Jackson or Prince? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. 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 Janet Jackson or Madonna? Janet. That's a no-brainer. Excuse me? Sorry. I love you, but... I love you, Madonna. Just Janet. Okay. TLC or Destiny's Child? TLC. Escape. You've been quiet. Did you say? You're so stupid. We didn't even get that far yet. Hold on, hold on. Oh, all right. So you want to play? Anita Baker, Sade. Anita Baker. Anita Day. That was a good one. All right, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. Ooh, make it good. Make it count. Make it hurt. Oh, all right. Bad boy or so so deaf? So so deaf. Uh, right? Right? I think it depends on the years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I say that because um, they are the next verses, and I feel like verses has kind of fell I'm off. I'm not watching it. Nobody. Well, who's been watching? Ver- I haven't seen a verses since. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to talk about uh, Jennifer Lewis. Um, the words she spoke, I want to expand on that. Um, I met you guys there and I had the pleasure of meeting uh, two of the excited. two. Look at her, she's <laughs> she's tingling with joy right now. Um, wait, wait, you can't start off talking about Jennifer without saying pretty bitch. <laughs> Every day when I wake up in the morning, why do I sound like Tina Turner? Every day now. <laughs> Every now and then, every now and then, I like to slow things down. Um, she said, and I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I say, pretty bitch. Pretty bitch. Um, she's really, really pretty too. And I love the, the video that she posted with no makeup when she was in the bed and stuff like that. A sister's just age so beautifully and gracefully. And I gotta say, like, oh man, sisters are just so just I love sisters i am a sister inside i'm a strong black woman inside i'm she is trapped in a puerto rican male body but she's in there no listen um you said earlier that you are 40 yeah you aged 
well, so you know. <laughs> I, 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 I did not know you were forty. I'm right. forty, so let me give this to you real good. You ready? 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 Thirty. Look, look, look. Different destination. Thirty. Forty. Ridiculous. All right. Um, <laughs> are we all in the forty forty club? No. No. Mm -hmm. Oh, shade. Might be 43, bro. <laughs> I just turned 31. So. God bless you. Brandon, how old are you? I'll be 29 in January. I hate the both of you. Log them off, off this damn account. <laughs> I don't care if it is her Zoom account. <laughs> well, look, 40 and, and yeah, I feel good. 40, 40 is good. We don't, you know, when you're a kid, you think 40 is old. And now that I'm here, I'm like, oh my God, I'm still acting kiddish. Right. No, <laughs> I promise it's Can not I a rest. Say, I feel like it was fate that we all met that day. Yeah, it was I'm a great sick. experience. There right. are no coincidences. Yeah. You yeah. guys were there for how long before I arrived? Hey, look, I'm sorry. I actually have to check out now. Check in and check out. I want to thank you for your time, everybody. Check Pete, do you want to share your Instagram handle? Yeah, uh, actually, it's just like what it says right here on the Zoom. Underscore Cruz underscore I am underscore underneath everything. Underscore underneath everything. Or you can check him out. I'll find him on my thing. Pete, we want to thank you for your time. Um, give your mom a kiss. And I love you, bro. I'll talk to you soon. That's nice, you guys. Love you. Nice Thanks. to meet you. Nice. 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 Elevation. Um, with Jennifer Lewis, go. Oh, yeah. You asked uh, what time did we get there? Yes. Did you guys get there like... I did. <laughs> I, thought, I was the first one there, remember? But I was there too. I was just walking around. I didn't want to come up here because I didn't know if they had it open. I got there at 357. Oh. I was not playing. Like, she I was, was not. No. I thought about doing that because I said there's going to be a mob of people. There's going to be a long line, probably. I didn't know what to expect, really. But it's New York City. Right. You don't know. Exactly. You just never know. I came in from fucking Massachusetts. You know what I mean? But um, by the time I got to y'all, I'm glad I got there at the time I did. I got to this Penn Station or wherever, whatever, Grand Central Station. Um, um, probably like around two, two o'clock. And then I just took my time. I just, I, I went to Times Square and then I got ill anxiety and I said, uh-uh, I can't do Times Square alone. Mm-mm. Listen, it was too much. It's not if I gotta be out here alone. Like, it's too busy for me now. It's not like how it was 10 years ago. I processed the city different and different ages. And now I'm just like, no, get me out. Get me to Jennifer and get me out. But walking down there, I walked, hand to God, from Times Square to Union Square, those 35 blocks. And the dude, the cop, because my GPS was fucking me up. I kept doing a loop-de-loop -loop in Times Square. And the cop that was there, he's like, you're going to walk it? You can just hop in an Uber. No, brother. I got this. That translates to about an hour. These long legs have walked and these hips, they do lie sometimes. But they're going to make it to Union Square. I made it to Union Square in no time. Now, I want to share this. When did New York start having the cannabis dispensary legalization? Because let me tell you. I made a pit stop. Well, you know, you, you we know. shared it with us. <laughs> Did I smell of weed? No. no oh, okay. okay. It was only until you said something that, you know, we knew. But... Listen, I, I, I felt so good and it was great. I had a great time meeting you guys. I had a great time. Yeah. I do want to say the one thing that pissed me off and I had to remember where I was, was, you know, when they were about to start, they said, 
all right, everyone can come up further if they want. You know how the front row was empty up until those two chicks sat in the front? Yeah. It was it was a sister and another lady in red. And then there was the corner yeah. seat. I went for the corner seat. seat and she's like, oh no, it's reserved. And I'm like, Trick, we've been here for the last hour and a half. And if nobody right. sits in that seat, you and I are going to have a war, a war of words. But anyways, um, it all worked out. It was great. And uh, what did that mean to you to, to hear that and feel that? Uh, we saw it, Selena. You, you look. <laughs> she was okay. Listen, I was no, I was no good from the time she came out. First of all, I'm mad at Brandon, right? Because he went to the bathroom. Wait, did, she, did we see her before you went to the bathroom? No, it was after you went no, to the bathroom. Right. Well, so, escalated. He was like, she's right there, and I'm like, yeah, I was so mad at his ass because I'm like, look, 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 like how you don't see the fro? Right. And she had them all black, so she looked like the worker. So I understand. It's I would have lost my shit. Well, I was so. There, there's that. It was, but, it was powerful. Yeah. Remember, I was calling you, Selena. I don't know if I shared it with you, Carlos. But the day before, I was on the front uh, on the phone with my friend Kyle, and I was saying to him, you know, we were talking about who would we love to meet one day, and just encounter and be in their presence. And I was like, I would love to meet Jenna. Of course, I named a lot of people, but yeah. one of my last people, I was like Jennifer Lewis. We can't forget about Jennifer Lewis. I just finished a book. Um. I'm like, I want to meet Jennifer Lewis. And when I got off the phone with him, I opened my Instagram account. She's like, hey, New York. You know, I'm going to be at Barnes & Nobles on 14th Street tomorrow. <laughs> if this is not manifestation, I'm I don't know what it is. Or, you know, social media, they like to listen to our conversations too. <laughs> so. But it worked out that that time it worked out. So you can that part manifestation. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, listen, I, yeah, and I wanted to say this to her too, that though, uh, from the minute I bought the ticket, I practiced what I wanted to say and get in, and I got in about 70% of what I practiced, but it just being in the moment, you're like, Ugh. and she threw, she threw me off when she started making fun of, not making fun, when she was uh, joking on Sade, because yeah. I was ready, I was scripted, and then she was started on that, and it, so it took me off a tangent. Anyways. Um, it was personal. It was dope. It was dope. It no, was personal in the sense that she was able to have that one-on-one yeah. -on -one with you. I That's know. What I mean. That was personal. I mean, well, you know, she made you cry. Like, come on. Person. She was making everybody cry. She she sang happy birthday to people. She. You must have. Anyways. I, I, for me, I think. Showed her like a quarterback. Bob <laughs> <laughs> No. Wait, what? <laughs> oh man, listen, oh, I almost God. thought the white lady was gonna kick me off for using their electricity. First of all, Barnes and Noble, come on, we gotta be better than this. We got to provide outlets for your customers. <laughs> for assholes like me that come from that to Dunkin' Donuts and say, oh, there's another pizza shop where they have the outlets. I really wanted to say S&D, but it was, it was cool. Listen, let's get back. Let's just refocus. It was great. Sorry. And um, no, 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 we're good. We're good. Um, It was just, it was dope. But I wanted to say this to her. I've seen Madonna 50 million times. Alicia Keys, those are my top two. Madonna, Alicia Keys. I've seen all the divas, Janet, Beyonce, Pink, all the concerts imaginable. I didn't get what I got from being right there with 60 right people and an icon that was already doing things before these bitches were hitting a stage. I didn't get right. that. And why I didn't need that 
was because I didn't need the lights. She was giving me food for here and here, which is what we've been getting from her, especially with these books from the last several years. So for me as a man, like my heart and soul needed that. Like I need, that was soul food needed. Um, it was self-care needed and I'll do it again. And like you said, Brandon, it's manifestation and just waiting for shit, man. That was important. Selena wrote me the, oh, I think you might've said it the next day or even that night as well. So you could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, she said, we all had our own moment. And that means- Yeah, the three of we, us. We all, from the moment, cause Selena was nervous, like, oh, you know, I love her, this, you know, I'm gonna pass out. But to me, <laughs> it was the full circle moment when she said, I know you. Bitch, listen. And, she told you. She said, she said you're that girl from Twitter. You work in so you work Yo, in It's like the record stopped for you. It's like the whole world like Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I wasn't I wasn't okay, so here's the thing. I've all I always practice what I'm gonna say to her when time comes. Like it's even before she posted about the her book tour. And it's always like, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Mm. One day, we're gonna have a conversation, one day. And I have a message that's been sitting in her DMs for a few years now. I know she probably don't check them like that. So when I saw it, I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. I was gonna sit in the back, so I'm glad Brandon made me sit in the front. You said that, I remember you saying that. Mm -hmm. I was gonna sit in the back. But I'm, I'm glad it worked out the other way. Mm -hmm. I want to say, so my love for Jennifer came from my father, my late father, um, because mm -hmm. he he's a huge fan. And so I make it my business every now and then to just, I still watch Jackie's back. Like, like I've never seen it before. And so now that I'm older, I'm like, this is so connected to who she really is. This, yeah. Like, why she did just make this a biopic, but you know yeah but anyway, <laughs> but anyway um yeah my love for her just came from my father so just being on social media i don't really know how it happened but it did and i i, I just she just started liking my content and i was shocked at first i actually have a folder in my phone with all of the screenshots <laughs> all 30 or more I love it. Maybe 40. <laughs> 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 when it come in, I'd be so excited. So yeah. when it happened, I was like, Dad, you're funny. Like when that moment happened, because I wasn't expecting it, but I was yeah. practicing though. And it's nice when people hit tap into like a zeitgeist within yourself or, or just or, or just something, you know. We're taught not to idolize, right? The the, the book says, the, the good book says, right? But there's right. nothing wrong with loving another human being when they've affected you in a really positive way. Um, right. Even, as, even if it is with tough life lessons, we get that through our friends, families, but sometimes, you know, even if it's a public figure, Sometimes that shit hits harder than hearing it from a loved one or a therapist or what have you. You receive your message the way you receive it. So I thought it was great. And it brought us together and it allowed for this episode to happen. And as I concluded, I just want to say to the both of you, thank you so much. Thank you for being part of it. Um, we'll definitely do this again. We'll do another round table again soon. Because um, this was great. Let's talk about Jennifer some more. Talk about Jennifer. Don't forget to get uh, the mother of Black Hollywood and Walking in My Joy. And don't be a dumbass, Nancy. <laughs> get the book. Come on. 
All right. And speaking of books, don't forget to get Selena's book. Also, don't forget to check them out. Do you guys want to share your social media handles with the world or no, you don't have to, but if they want to keep up with you or follow, we do get, you know, I do get my streams in. People do listen. Up to you. My Instagram is at Coach Selena, S-A-L-E-E-N-A. My Facebook is Lena Bollard. That's it. That's all. all they need to know. That's remember the killers out there. Don't give too much. That might have been a little too much already. Brandon, go ahead. You can follow me on Instagram. That's at They Love Ham. That's T H E Y L O V E H A M. Um, I'm also on TikTok at They Love Ham, but there's only two posts up there, so don't worry about that. I'm most active on Instagram. Ham, everybody. H A M. Ham. Ow. Um, and everybody knows Los Lounge underscore podcast, or I hope everybody knows. Uh, I assume, like if I'm somebody special. Um, for uh, I gotta stop doing that. I do it joking though. Like I don't, you know, I love myself. I love me some me. Um, I, I do. No, 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 no. I, I just have a. Um, I'm just silly. I'm a silly goose. You can follow me at sillygoose.com. No, lowstounge <laughs> underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, please check out the show on Twitter and also the YouTube channel and stay subscribed. Please rate and review. I want to thank my guest co-host, um, also Pete, who logged off. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for your time and sharing yourselves. And uh, this episode will be released in three, two, one very soon. I appreciate the both of you. Now go enjoy your weekends. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I got. Look, I have to. You know what? Before we log off, actually, I'm actually. I'll be in New York. I just won't be that way. I will be in Sarasota Springs, which is way above Bal- uh, Albany. I, I host and I um, MC wedding receptions with my friends. They have their own businesses, husband and wife duo. He's the DJ, she's the, the coordinator, businesswoman, queen boss of it all. So I MC with them and it's extra. It's just trying to stay in my bag. Um, excuse me. But the drives, even like when I go out of state, I always think like those are, that's my self-care time. Like I love the drives, and especially now with the fall foliage. Magnifique. So it's going to be a great day. Anyways, God bless the both of you. We'll be in touch and you'll know when the episode's out. You'll see it on are social we, media. Are we still recording? I don't know if we're still live. Oh, late. Let me stop this. I forgot all about that. I don't even think I needed the thing, but it's, I forgot we were on, it stopped. Before we ended the uh, actual podcast, I forgot to give a shout out to Selena. It's her birthday month. So happy birthday. We're still recording on the audio side. So let's go. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Selena. Yes. Yes. Shed them tears. Give us the drama. That's <laughs> What you saw that day, that's that's me in real life. Yeah, that's it was beautiful. That's good. It, listen, you're <laughs> human. We're human. That's human, and that was some real shit and real recognized real. And I I don't take shit like that for granted from people for real. I don't take either one of you for granted for for your time like, either. Y'all made it easy. I don't know what it was, how we just like, but like I said, it was fake. I'm glad it happened because honestly, what happened was. I was trying to find other people to come with me. And for whatever reason, oh, I'm a check, oh, I can't go, and so on and so forth. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, I listen, I said, I'm doing this dolo solo. I knew it was part of self-care. I needed this yep. for me. And I'll That's share it with social great. media afterwards. So um, and I'm glad that so you didn't take the opportunity to go by yourself. I always tell people you don't want to live a what if life. No. 
don't want to miss out on opportunities waiting on somebody else. That's right. allowing somebody to what? Hold that pen. Hold that pen. Ooh, don't let anyone hold the pen and write the story to your book. Wait a minute. We got 20 seconds to, to say goodbye on the thing. So I want to end that real quick. And, and hold on. Let me just... Everybody, thank you so much. Okay, one last word in 15 seconds um, to end this podcast episode. Selena, go. A word of hope. Brandon, go. A word of hope. Walking in, don't let nobody hold your pen. You are great, you are awesome, and you will prosper.